Hey everyone, before this podcast begins, we want to tell you about some other arts-related podcasts you're going to love. They are The Conduit Music Podcast, Artsville, Gringo and the Man, Art World Horror Stories, and Not Real Art. On these action-packed podcasts, you'll hear experts talk about creativity, design, the music biz, the art world, visual art, American craft, Chicano art, street art, graffiti, and even stand-up comedy. So be sure to find and follow these great arts podcasts today. Now, back to your regularly scheduled programming. Hello, this is Siri, and you're listening to my favorite podcast, Not Real Art. I live for this shit because it's totally lit. Not real art, the podcast with me and one and sourdough. That would be and, me. And what? Drum roll. I mean, it's our first guest today. It is our first guest. This is a monumental milestone in our podcasting career. This is where it all goes downhill or, or not. Well, I think this is definitely a good thing because he can't be worse than we are. <laughs> I mean, this is all, our, our, our guest. Our guest, you know, is only going to be better because we have set the bar so low. Yeah, that's true. But no, I mean, just to be honest, like I'm super excited because, well, I don't know. I mean, a, I'm excited to have a guest. B, I'm excited to have this guest yeah. that we have yet to be revealed. Yeah, you know, it's it's sort of a, as I said, kind of a new milestone in in the not real art journey. Yeah, absolutely. I think he fits right in. All right. Well, man one. And yeah. ladies and gentlemen in our studio audience. Yes. Let's uh, welcome the one and only Birdman. Yeah. Birdman. Let's give him a clap or something. <laughs> we have to figure out some way to, and you know, ring the bell. Ring, ring the, the bell. Yeah, yeah. Ring the bell. There All we right, go. There we got a bell. <laughs> yeah, pull, the, pull the mic. Uh, clo- there you go. Well, awesome. There you there go. How's that? I think I can hear you now. Nice. Okay, now you can hear me. Birdman. <laughs> Birdman in the house. What's going Dude, on, guys? it's such an honor, bro. First oh, guest. Oh, God. No, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> and he's humble. He's humble. That's Dude, what I mean, about the him. things he's seen, the things he's done to be that humble. I'd be a cocky motherfucker, you know? I'd be an asshole. I already am an asshole, but Birdman, no. no he's well, a... well, get some drinks in me. I'm a little bit yeah. sassy, but, you know. <laughs> well, no, no, but I mean, that's why people love you, right? Because, like, you know, you're easy. You're a good, you're a good guy. You're a nice guy. Yeah, I try to be. Kind of got to go. Kind of got to go with the flow, or else you don't have a job. <laughs> <laughs> you are in the service industry. A yeah, job. seriously. So I mean, look, I we haven't known each other long, so I'm not going to sit here and act like you know we go way way back because we don't. And but so my first question, really, is diving right in. It's like, how does one become Birdman? Like, like what is the journey? Right. What is your journey? All right. Do you want, do you want the, like the journey or do you want like the, the quick trip? I want <laughs> like... what you want to give us, my friend. I'll start on the nickname. How about that? Yeah. Perfect. Nickname. How'd nickname. you get Birdman? Um, when I was in high school, I had a um, you know group of friends. We were all, you know, musicians, all just messing around. And one of our friends, um, he was really good at drawing anime characters and just really good at drawing illustration. And uh, at the time, I think it was like 11th grade. And um I hadn't fully grown into my Adam's apple. I was going through puberty. And so he would, uh, and I, I had a little bit of a slouch and hunch. And so he would draw me as a vulture and mm. they would call me Birdman. And I would go 
ape shit every time they would call me. I'd be like, fuck you, asshole, and just like start punching on them and stuff. And right. you know, if you know me, you know that's not that much damage. But like, <laughs> <laughs> but like, it would just be like my one trigger anytime they would say, call me Birdman, or this look at me from far across the classroom. I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> so, so this was an, I mean, to you, this was an insult. This was pejorative. Like you were like, you know what? This is, this is not cool. I don't oh, know. No. Like if someone called me Birdman, I'd fucking like punch him in the goddamn chest. Wow. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. <laughs> yeah. And then I started like hosting uh, like backyard shows in my house. And then we started messing around with the name. We're like, Hey, I've always just called like my house, like the bird's lair. And so I would just like. My friend would draw a flyer up and we would get like some, I lived in Silmar at the time, so we'd get like some psychabilly bands and we'd get some like thrash metal bands and we'd have a crazy night of just everyone having fun. And so my house just became like a known party spot within the local bands. Sure. It was like the bird's lair. Right. Oh, right. And then like, it was kind of funny. I would have people who would be like, hey, can we play at your house? I'm like, what? <laughs> like, it was kind of interesting. Yeah. It was kind of like my start on how I started kind of doing events and stuff and then. After that, I went to CSUN and, um, for music business or music industry studies. So what school? Uh, C- uh, California State University, Northridge. Okay, cool. So, right Northridge, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right up the street. Yeah, yeah. Right, right really close to us. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, I went to Granada High School. Like, I went to Frost Middle School. I've been in the Valley my whole life. Right. Valley uh, boy. Yes. So why was, it, why was it the bird's lair? Shouldn't it have been the bird's nest? No, the lair. I was evil villain, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's evil villain. The lair. Uh, lair. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's why the handlebar mustache, you know. <laughs> mm. Oh, I'm like, it wasn't until recently I could finally build my editing station to be like an evil villain lair. I have like four screens for my editing station. <laughs> <laughs> I just need one random one that has like C-SPAN and another, like, one random, like, you know. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, I got my music business degree. did classical guitar. So, wait, but I'm going to interrupt you because you were clearly a musician that wanted to go into the business on the business side. You didn't, you didn't go to college to study music. You went to college to study music business. So both. both. Okay. So sorry, my bad. Uh, What instrument are you playing? You're playing guitar. Classical guitar. Classical guitar. Which wow. is a lot harder than regular guitar. Totally. How, how right. do you get into classical guitar? Yeah, like, what's that about? Oh, your mom tells you, either do this <laughs> or you're not going to school for music. <laughs> like that's, you're like, shit, <laughs> I learned classical guitar in two months. Because right. I was already playing... Um, I was very, I consider myself, I was very good at the time. I did um, heavy metal and I had, I'm left-handed too. So I had to have my, you know, my, my guitar had like spikes on it and stuff. And I was right. just in a playing crazy songs. And then when it came down to going to like to go into school for, um, you know, the arts, my mom was like, well, you have to get a degree if you're going to. If you're, gonna, like, you're not leaving my house without a degree. And I was like, oh, yeah. what if I do music? Oh, mom. And then, I know. I was like, and then, but then like the classical guitar was like way intense. I was like, I can't do that. I'm like, I'm not, I'm barely been playing for months. You're, not, you're, then, you're like, I'm not Andre Segovia. Yeah. It's like, you're not like, you know, yeah. I'm like good name drop. And then like, um, <laughs> shout out Andre. <laughs> oh, and I'll tell you how one of my bosses was one of his students and like, uh, no pressure. Yeah. yeah. But like, uh, I realized that there was a music business program there and I was like, okay, well, I've kind of been good at doing back end stuff. Maybe I can make a career out of this and, you know, I'm throwing parties and events. That was yeah. just my whole thing was just loving events. And then, um, after that, you know, uh, finished the courses and they, it was a nice combination between, um, learning they made you learn music and learn theory yeah. as well as learning business courses and i had to take law courses and i also was the ended up being the first music business major to have a recital at csun too which was really fun oh wow oh. yeah and like no one had done that and i was like the perfect bridge but they it was pretty cool like i filled up all my elective classes with classical guitar classes after a while i was pretty much set on being a i wanted to be a classical guitarist and 
I tried out for the auditions and the teacher was like, you can play, but I'm not letting you in. This isn't your path. What? Whoa. Okay. Yeah. That's I was like, per- it really hurt. You know, I really, really hurt. Cause they were, you know, I got, I literally gotten scholarships from yeah. like the guitar department as a, a non performance major. Mm-hmm. And so, I'll, and I had been the first non-classical guitarist, you know, to have a recital, non, non-classical guitar major to work in the, in their library of, uh, called IGRA, the International Guitar Research Archive, which is the largest classical guitar sheet music library, which is inside of CSUN. So I was breaking down some boundaries and I was yeah. like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, I, no joke, even went to Italy with all of them and studied guitar wow. in Italy with them for a summer and did master classes out there. I went to Florence and studied out there. And I was like the only music business major. Like, wow. and so everyone like would make all the classical guitar majors would make fun of the music business majors for their, for their lack of skill and how they only wanted to be a recording artist. And they just wanted to be a producer and stuff, which, you know, everyone's allowed their own path, but that was just their way of clowning on it. And so they, I would just get clowned and clowned. And then after I went to like Italy, these guys started respecting me. So I was like, I got the respect of the people. I got the respect of the teachers, but he was like, Nope, not your path, not your path. And B- based on what? He just like well, he also like hung out with us too. Like that's what was another cool thing about CSUN. Like yeah. I I hung out with my teachers. Like after like towards like my senior and junior year, I would. So hang he kind of got to know the whole. He kind of knew the whole you in yeah. a way that a, a normal teacher wouldn't. Exactly. Right. He, he got to know me, and he was the head of the department, right. and, and he was the one who actually said yes to me getting a recital, and it was like the help of him that kind of right. the domino effect. And right. So it was like, like it really rocked me. I was just like. I've been playing guitar for like 10 years at this point. I was just like, I've been teaching for about four. I was just like, mm-hmm. like, what the hell? Like, what am I, what am I going to do? Like, I've been saying my whole life wanting to do this. And the society I want to work with is like, nah, we're not going to accept you. Devastating. I mean, literally like in that moment, I mean, you were, I'm guessing speechless. I mean, what do you say? Yeah. Like, what did like, you say in that moment? It's like, all right, I got to rethink things, you know? I mean, you, but you didn't question them. I mean, you had to question like, like, why do you say that? Like, and what is, if that, if this isn't my path, what is your path? You know? Oh, I was so confused after that. And then at that point I started going into random internships and just to see where I could okay. find myself. And I, was, okay. I would do like, um, I was at KPFK for a while. I did some board operating over there. Then I did some stuff at Bill Silva management and did a lot with Jason Mraz's, um, mm-hmm. the social media account. I kind of wanted to learn why pop music was so trendy so i learned all my social media from bill silver management thank you guys and um shout out yeah yeah and uh yeah and they did a lot for the hollywood bowl also and just it'll, it'll, you know i learned about ticketing i learned a lot just going to all these different internships and then um when i graduated i did music uh licensing and copyrights and i had to research who owned music and it was so fucking boring yeah. i was like oh my god this is what i went to school for right. it was like my first job out of college and there i was like all right i got a job like right after this is cool it's like a i got benefits you know my mom's all proud of me like i got what <laughs> i got what the i got what the parents wanted yeah right, right, yeah. Right, right. i shut mom up yeah i shut mom up and i was just like all right i'm in a corporate job and yeah. but it's the music industry but no it's in freaking it's not... hills and it's a hot ass building and i'm in like i call it the cube plantation because it's just like rows and rows and rows of like cubes or like you know cubicles and i was just like Oh God! What the hell? I'm like, you know what? Okay, I can still teach music on the side. I'll keep it going. You know, I'll I'll still have fun with classical guitar. And slowly but surely, I was just like, man, I'm bored. <laughs> I like asked my mom for like on Christmas, like, you just give me like a camera, and I just want to mess around. She's like, okay. So 
got a camera for Christmas. So then one day I was like, hey, hit up one of my friends. Like, I want to get stoned and just drive around and listen to Pink Floyd and just take photos of like street art and graffiti around town. He's like, yeah, sure. <laughs> Who would say no to that? Yeah. It's like, okay. So we just did that for a while and I would just post it on a Facebook. And what year is this? 10? 2010. 2010. Okay, yeah, 2010. It. Yeah. And so I was just like, you know, I was like, you know, I am kind of fascinated because when I did study in Italy and like I studied in Spain as well, like one of my friends had brought a camera and I would just mess around with the camera and take photos of all the musicians. So I was like, you know what? No one's ever doing this. Let's have some fun and focus on the artists. And I was just doing that and kind of showed him how to use his camera that he got. And it was never thought of it, but it was a sleeping giant on those trips or I was just, I never even put it like two and two together. And so Finally, you know, I was just like posting everything and started tagging everybody in their photos. And I, I realized that people were starting to add me and like, I didn't even know. I was like, this is, you know, before followings were a thing. Oh, yeah, so I was yeah, just yeah, like, yeah. what the fuck? And then people were digging it. Yeah. I was just like, okay, this is really weird. A bunch of random people are like liking this stuff. And I was like, okay, maybe I should do some more photo albums with this. And I just kept doing funny themes with everything and would just run around town like weekly and then started getting some people hitting me up like, Hey, you know, this, these are really cool. And then I went to my first art walk and someone like spotted me like, Hey, you take all those photos of street art, like at nighttime. And I'm like, in my head, I didn't think of it. Like, cause everyone was, and then I started, the more I dug, I was like, Oh, everyone's taking daytime photos. I was taking nighttime photos cause I had a job. Right. So, like, right, right. That was just insomnia. And, but next thing you know, it was like, everyone Peeping. told me that that was the hardest way to learn photos is through nighttime photography. Sure. And for me, I'm like, Oh, this, this, that's how I learned. Right. That's how you had to. Yeah. You know, that's how yeah, I learned. Yeah. And like, I just did natural light and stuff. And I was just, my whole thing was I would, after a while I would notice everyone was always taking photos from the ground looking up. Like maybe oh, if you don't have they could get up there, I could get up there. I'm you know, I'm scrounging. I could I could easily like climb and things. And so I started climbing up on buildings and getting into areas that I knew other people can get into or that other writers would get into, so I could take photos of their pieces. Right. And once I started realizing more and more people were liking my stuff and saying that they recognized me, I was like, you know, maybe I should probably like you know the, the marketing side of me was like maybe I should probably split these people, Brian and Birdman. So I split it up. Made a whole page on Birdman. I was like, all right, I'm just working on this alias. I hate it when I was in high school. I love the fact <laughs> that you stuck with the Birdman. Oh, it, it was mainly because I was like, oh, I'm like, ah, fuck it. Like, it was already a long nickname and has a history, and I hated it, but now I own it. So let's just go with it. And I won't go into this because this, this show's about you and it's not about me, but like, I recently came up with my pseudonym and I was that same kind of calculus. It's like, I wanted something that was meaningful and had, to, had a little bit of history. Whether I liked it or not, it was the truth. And I love the fact that you're like, you know what? I'm gonna make, I'm gonna take this negative and turn it into something positive. Yeah, that's honestly all it was. I was like, you know, I'm just gonna just turn this around. And then instead of see me as marketing myself, see me as a third party person. So yes. like, I would kind of like look at myself in the third person when I was pushing photos. So I'd push them as the way I learned how to market a song, right. and it worked. And where were you pushing these photos? Just on Facebook, on. just Facebook and Facebook? Twitter and Flickr. Yeah, and um, Flickr. Yeah, Flickr. Shout out. <laughs> yeah, and like you know, back when they had just like you know photo groups on Flickr, where you get where everyone like you know Rooster Collective and all these other mm -hmm. like awesome, like just people you just submit a bunch of photos to, and then I'm, I found this whole community of people doing the same thing I was doing. I was like, holy shit, this is awesome! So I just kept sharing them all the damn time on Flickr, and that was kind of like before my Instagram. Even though I, it's really weird, I barely have any followers on my Flickr, but I've already reached a million views on that thing a long time ago, and I'm like, all right. I don't, I don't know. I don't really post that much onto there as much as I do to Instagram now. But yeah, and that's kind of like how it started on there. And then yeah, I would just, 
at my job at the time, I would have two screens. So, and I would always have to have multiple screens on one of them and on all the, you know, there was always be multiple ones, but I always have like one that had a couple street art blogs. It's like, Oh, what's new? What's new? What's new? And like my, every now and then my boss would be like, get back to work. I'm like, Oh, sorry. It's like looking at street Busted. art and graffiti and like murals and stuff all day. And, or like, I'd be sharing my stuff on Flickr and like, I'd get my friends commenting, aren't you at work? <laughs> yeah. Like, Hey, I'm, I'm on my break. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, right, right. I'm in the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. So like, um, that's awesome. Yeah. And eventually like, eventually I got laid off from that job. Like I got sick and a whole bunch of other stupid complications I don't want to get into, but I had a year of unemployment and I was like, you know what? I'm going to give this a shot. I have exactly one year to see how this goes. So I, um, moved back home and just tried my ass off. And then within exactly one year, I got a job at TMZ and worked with them for about a year and a half. And so and what like, was, how did you land that? I mean, TMZ, everybody knows TMZ. Like, so, so how did that happen? Was this early on? Was TMZ TMZ at that time or were they like, oh, and, yeah, was. so they were, yeah. So people knew TMZ, you land this coveted job. I mean, you know, people that are, that are in journalism or whether you're a writer or photographer or whatever, probably would die to work there. Like, how did they find you? Yeah. It's, it's so funny. Like, and everyone, everyone says they, they don't like it, but they all click on the articles. We've all clicked on yeah. it. <laughs> everyone knows they're <laughs> I, watching I a train admit, wreck. I've done it. And so for me though, like I said, the, for the same reason I did the internship with Jason Mraz, I'm heavy metalhead. I don't know if you know Jason Mraz, but like, like, but, um, the big song at the year when I was there was I'm yours. Right. And to me, I was like, I have to learn. I don't care what this aspect, I want to learn this perception of people and what gets them going to see the marketing value of it. So when I went with TMZ, I'm like, you know what? I'm in LA. If I don't take up this opportunity of being a paparazzi, even for a little bit, what the hell? Like, right, you know, yeah, I'm like, right. what the hell? Let's, let's have some fun with it. Right, right. You know? And it's, I was like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. So I ran into, like, I saw like a friend, like I was at a Chad Muska show and I had seen my friend Cody and we'd went to college with each other and mainly just saw each other at parties all the time. Yeah. And like, but every time we saw each other's prior, we fucking rage it up. Yeah. He was like, what's up, bro? You know, just like, <laughs> just like one of those guys. Yeah. Anytime we didn't have classes with each other, but always ran into each other. And so I think he was also dating one of my older friends too. But like, yeah, so I just see him and he's like, I'm like, hey, what are you doing here? He's like, oh, you know, working from TMZ, just trying to get a quick interview with Chad Muska. I'm like, oh, he ain't talking to you. If he, TMZ, like I, I wasn't like a huge avid follower, but I, I knew that Chad Muska didn't like TMZ at the time. So I was like, oh yeah, I'm like, I'm. Pretty sure he'd probably get pissed off at you. He's like, but you know what? I'm pretty sure I could talk him into it. <clears throat> and so hold on, let me go grab him. So you know, I'm really good with Chad Muska. And so I just walked in. I was like, oh, Chad, come talk to my friend. He's with TMZ, but he's a good guy. Like I went to college with him. He's a good guy. He'll, he won't ask you some stupid shit. Like he'll ask you some cool He's cool. Shit. He's one of the good guys. <clears throat> yeah, he's cool. He's like, okay, cool. I'll do it. So he did it and I just saw him do it. Like just pull out this camera and put a little light on top and just ask him a couple questions, put it away. He's like, all right, thanks, man. Yeah, get to my next thing. And I was like, that's it? I'm like, he's like, yeah. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? I'm like, and like, he was just geeking out on me, on my stuff. And I'm right. like, and Ali just told him, Hey man, like it's great, but I don't pay the bills at the time. It wasn't paying the bills, right. but now I, I'm blessed where it is. But like at the time I was just still trying to figure it out. Like, I, I don't even think I was really working for any galleries. I was still doing for free for a bunch of websites. And like, I was just like, man, Mm -hmm. Help me out. I'm I'm getting few and far gigs. I have to ask and tell me to fuck off if this is inappropriate. But like TMZ, what are they paying you at this time? I mean, are you working for peanuts for them? Are you working? Are you? Are they paying I you? I won't say it, but it was very well. 
They they were paying you oh, well. Yeah. Okay, so, good. So then, no, let me. I'll get to that. So okay. that's what pulled me in. I was right. like, dude. I'm like, I was like laughing. I'm like, hey man. I'm like, are they hiring? And he's like, you know what? They always ask us, but I never know of anyone who actually wants to do this job. He's like, <laughs> he's like, can you? <laughs> he's like, can you're actually like a fun person. He's like, I think you would have a fun time at doing this. He's like, and you're an actual like photographer. He goes, look at this camera. He goes, it's on auto. I don't know what the <laughs> fuck I'm doing. It's <laughs> like I just zoom in and out and hit record and hit yeah, on. That's yeah. awesome. And I was just like, holy shit. Yeah. And he's, I'm like, well, what's it like? He's like. Well, you get benefits. I'm like, which one? He's like, medical, dental, and vision. I was like, what? I'll take it. Wow. And I'm like, once wow. I just heard those three, I have glasses. I fucking need that. Yeah. And I'm, right. Like, right. I'm like, what did you just say to me? And like, at the time, I wasn't exaggerating. This was my final, like, final couple weeks of unemployment. Right. And sure. I'm already just like, you know what? You know, everyone's always like, hey, fuck TMZ. I'm like, you know what? You get thrown with an opportunity to work with... You know, Warner Brothers, Fox. Most people Network, are going to do it. Everyone will yep. fucking do it. You yep. put it like, you know, here's every benefit you've ever wanted right. for a job. That's right. And hours that you're own, like, not and you're hours running on fumes as it is. I mean, come on. Oh my God. I was yeah. running on fumes, working for free. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? Why not? And they're like, it's a contract. It's three years. And I was like, all right. So I did it. And I got, I got the job and I literally got it the day after my unemployment ended. Wow. And like I had, I had like it sucked. Yeah. But it also kind of sucked though because like it took a while for like the payment, the first payments to come in. Oh, so I was yeah. like, please pay me. Please <laughs> yeah, right, right. Pay yeah, because they have to skip a cycle, right? Yeah, like, that's that so annoying. Yeah. I hate that. Yeah, like on corporate jobs, I was like, God damn it, please <laughs> pay me. I'm so broke. All this technology and you have to skip a cycle. Like I know, break. I know. So yes, yeah, so I got the job and I worked with them and like I did. Um, I didn't do photos. Um, I was. Um, uh, we were called field reporters, and it was like I was just interviewing on the streets. So like, all right, so. I can't give away too much because you know, I did sign contracts, but like, like, you know, they'd be like, all right, so you get like this part of town. It would like four guy, like four or five guys in the daytime, four or five guys in the nighttime, right? These guys, you would get. So from, you had a beat, you had a territory. Right. Yeah, it's like you hang out in Brentwood, you hang out near, in Venice, you hang out in West Hollywood, you hang out in South Hollywood, you hang out in, in this area, you hang out at LAX all day. And you'd be like those little scattered things. And then you kind of just would either rely on relationships between valet drivers, restaurant bus boys, um, service Are you greasing palms as well or just, uh, yeah. Yes. Right. Greasing 20 palms. here, 50 there. Like what's the average grease? Max 50. If it's 50. a really good person, yeah, if it feels right. like a decent person, like 20 bucks. And they're regular. They're throwing you bones like a lot. Like you want to keep like your sources solid. Right. Okay. Oh yeah. And then, and like, and what's cool too, is like you, you get comp, like the, you get uh, recouped back. So you get to, so when you, you tell your boss, I'm like, Oh, Hey, how much is this tip worth? Like, Oh, it's worth this much. I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah. And then the person, you know, it's like, to them it's an extra couple bucks and um you know I'll, or i'll just walk into a restaurant act like i'm trying to go there i'm like looking at the menu I'm like uh, i'm just kind of looking above the menu kind of like hiding above the newspaper look right, just right, kind right. of just like spy, spy work yeah, yeah. mr wilson yeah, yeah. basically yeah. over, over yeah. a fence she's like who's in here and then like kind of just do my thing and then kind of walk in and out and like kind of hang out with my backpack on the floor with like the top of it unzipped with the camera ready to go and then just like have everything ready and then the second they come out just put the backpack on just a little quick like a little quick draw basically of like pulling the backpack out turning it on opening the, the side thing and like hey how's it going man so <laughs> like, um, and like you just had to like out of nowhere yeah, yeah. just like boom had to like turn on and so like i had this you know this little character i would just kind of of myself that I would just turn into like kind of like acting every time. And sure. But yeah, like I, I just had to research a lot every single day, just random news stories, random topics. I had to memorize everything on the news page. And if like, 
you had like a clip that could make or break you all the time. Right. Like if you like skipped out on a question, you'd get reamed. If you like said a question that was too extreme, like, no, 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 that's too extreme. It's yeah. Like, it's like, make up your mind. So Bergman, the, the, the listening to you tell the story reminded me of, of something that happened to my wife once. She was at some restaurant in Hollywood somewhere, whatever. And apparently, um, I guess Brad Pitt was in the restaurant at the same time. I forget what restaurant it was, but they happened to walk out of the restaurant at the same time. And I guess the restaurant was like on La Brea down by, I don't know, third or something. Uh, maybe it wasn't AOC, but it doesn't, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter anyway. So they happened to walk out at the same time. And my wife said that, Oh no, no, let me, let me, my wife walks out first and she's waiting for her valet with her friend. And she said, no one was on the street. Like it was just like her and her friend. She said, Brad Pitt walks out with his friend right behind them. Like a minute later, and all of a sudden, like photographers just like she said, all of a sudden there was like 10 photographers like out of nowhere. They were all like embedded like behind cars and stuff. <laughs> you know what I mean? She said they just sort of jumped out, you know, like so you guys are just like 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 SEAL team stealth. Uh, oh, no, there yeah. were some very like crazy missions. Like I, I remember like, you know, I did one with like trying to get like Paul McCartney and like those about closer than you and I right now. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. talking to him. He didn't say anything. He was and like, I'm sitting on his lap, people. <laughs> it was like, he didn't like, he really like, he smiled and nodded. He wasn't really like paying attention to us. And you know, he's years of experience of paparazzi. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah, that was like one of the most seal team thing I've ever done. Just sure. like walkie talkies. We had like four guys watching all corners where everyone's just like, you know, like we're listening to each other, just all like hanging out for like three hours on one person and just like <laughs> covering all entrances and then getting it and then, and then just being in a full on sweat and like right after and just be like, okay, I got it. Like, you know, just kind of like, kind of like need like a, like, like a hit of like a joint or something after you're just like, Ooh. <laughs> that was almost like climaxing. That's fantastic. So it's actually wow. working. Oh, it was hard work, man. <laughs> like hard. I would do, uh, it was um, sixty-hour work weeks. Sure. Damn. So that was my next question. Like, what do you, what do you clocking? Oh, dude, yeah, the Tuesday and Wednesday were my Saturday and Sundays. Right. So I had no social life. Couldn't go out to any family thing. Holidays, if I was on those days. And right. Yeah. Had to work, but right. you, but you feel like the compensation is worth it. You're doing well. Yeah. So relatively it's like, speaking, I mean, obviously, it sucks to miss a family event, but. You're making money. You're doing okay. You're like, you're working hard, but they're taking care of you. You got benefits. Yeah. There's all these, like you said, the pros and cons. And then also at the same time, I was able to go to these like shoot murals and all these other art events the exact same time as all this is happening. So I'm exhausted as hell, but I'm still making sure Birdman didn't go anywhere. Right. I'm like, no, I work way too hard. It's, I got yeah. I got to keep doing this. It's so I go I owe it to the subculture just to keep going. Too. And what years uh, are we talking with TMZ? Fourteen. No, it ended 2014, so this okay. is probably 2012, yeah. 2013. Got it, okay. Yeah, and so I'm just like, you know, I'm just trying to like really hustle and really try my ass off. I'm just exhausted, just like trying to keep Birdman alive, trying to do this. A couple times, TMZ kind of made me feel like um, just overworked. That, and as long as, even though it was a three years contract, every three months you got a renewal of your contract. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you basically had to like struggle and be scared of your job every three months. Every three months, <clears throat> right. They could cancel. Yeah, yeah, you, could get, yeah you could get cut yeah. anytime. Yeah. And then, you because you also got points by how many times, like they had a weird point system on like how many people you got and if it got on the TV show and if it got on the website. And right, sure. You had to reach like a certain stamina, uh, mm-hmm. Sta- mm-hmm. Uh, stamina mm-hmm. each time. And, you know, I was like, I was good for like their heavy news topics and things, but 
And what does that mean, though? Heavy. I mean, why why were you good for their heavy news topics? And and you know, unpack that. I mean, what does that really? Oh, mean? I could. I know how to really not act, but like, well, kind of act, but like at the time, but I know how to make my concerned questions genuine. Whereas the other guys are just like jackasses. I'm like, no, no, you have to really understand the problems we're going into. So I kind of wanted to go at a heavier. I kind of would be like, I remember once I had an artist once who like told me. Uh, an artist in our scene who was like, there's, there's no such thing as a good pop artist. You can't be told that. But in my head, I thought I was. So, I still fucking hate him. But like, <laughs> I won't say he was, but he's a fucking prick. Um, <laughs> and he copies other How people. How do you really feel? He copies other people too and he's an asshole. So like... <laughs> <laughs> Wait, we, yeah, we have so... a breaking news story here on our podcast, not real art. Uh, tell us more, uh, Birdman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no, no. But like, um, so... Yeah, like, like I would just know how to talk to people. And I would get people who would never talk on TMZ to talk. And, like, it, it would just... I could either be really silly mm-hmm. or it could be really serious. For some reason, I just noticed... Those I was, are your two speeds? <laughs> my, silly or serious? Silly or serious. Those are my yeah, two speeds. Yeah. And then they would they, they knew that, too. So, like, on certain ones, I'd be like, all right, let's do this. I remember, like, when the whole Donald Sterling thing was going with the Clippers, I was the first person to get to talk after that. And that was because he... Nice. Like I asked them every question because like if you, if you don't ask them all the questions like you get reamed if you forget one question it's like you kind of oh, have yeah. like your little phone you gotta like hey so you know I'm like you gotta ask every single one and then, now, who who who's uh, giving you the questions like the editor the journalist the writer like who are no, you like writing my, your own questions no uh, well sometimes like yeah. uh, like my boss would also my supervisor would be also the one who would like if it was a a person of high interest right they would. Uh, like I would call them before, like, oh, what do you think of these questions? A person of high interest. I've always wanted to be a person of high interest. I'm, I'm <laughs> not. Luck. No, yeah, good luck. I'm not going to no. be ever. Or it's honestly uh, like pers- well, every person's kind of like a stock exchange. They all have a value, right? Sure. And the celebrity aspect. Uh, yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. like I'm a penny stock. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like you know, it's like if a person talks about something bad, they were in the news for, it. or if they talk about you know someone else that's doing something bad that then ties into social matters or then it ties into multiple layers of things but the donald sterling thing it tied into race it tied into multiple things it typed into an old man dating a young woman it had so many that was my favorite part yeah it was like oh my god he was an onion layer of just like (laughs) onion but he was like he was filled with layers as an onion just like it was just so peel peel the layers yeah Mm. he had so much like and i just remember the whole vista viano thing was hilarious like everything about that time for me, it was just a very silly moment of my life. Sure. And it's yeah. just like the fact that I was there during that time was like another hilarious part too. So it was just like, I, I got him to talk about hamburgers. I was like, how's the burger? And he was like, it was great. It was great. <laughs> and the big selling point was that it was a black owned restaurant. And so that's how the whole, st- oh God, it was on Huffington Post. It was all, it was hilarious. Just watching people like critique my interview. Like, oh, the paparazzi asked this. And it's like, or once I got, Ken- like I told Kendrick Lamar, I'm like, called him out. I was like, yeah, dude, like P Diddy and Jay-Z made a meme about your ass. And I'm like, what do you got to say about that? He's like, they're cool. Everyone else got to try harder though, man. He's like, <laughs> but I felt so bad because I had no idea what he looked like. <laughs> I asked three different people who were walking by, the, like, in his crew. like, no, 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 that guy. No, no, that guy. That, that, that guy. Like, it was a planned shoot. I was like, right. he was going to talk to me. But they're like, no, no, no. I'm like, 
I'm the confused white guy who you're, just looks at the they, they, they and thinks all metal. black people look the same. Yeah. <laughs> I, oh my god! I was like, I, like I told like our crew member, I was like, I swear that's not the case because he told me I was like, is that how it is? I was like, no, I swear to god, I just don't. I'm not a racist. I swear. I swear I just don't know what he looks like. I don't know what he looks like. They were all the same height. Like, and by the way, you don't know what I look like. You didn't know what I look like. <laughs> it's like go to yeah. Silver Lake yeah. and tell me I don't look different. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh god, I hate that. Okay, yeah. So yeah, TMZ was done, and then finally. Finally, when that contract ended, I was able to just finally focus on Birdman. And yeah. at that point, now it's just been blossoming into an area I would never would have expected. Because also while at TMZ, I had like a paid two-week vacation that I did traveling with. So it was like, right. it was all this additional stuff. So you were going to say something? Okay. So, I mean, okay. So you leave TMZ and you want to double down on being Birdman. You know, what was, was there a, a kind of a, a key artist or gig that you got that kind of really kind of, you know, caught fire and sort of jumpstarted your career? Or was it just a grind? And, 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 wh- and where is, you know, I mean, artists are notoriously broke. I mean, who's, who's hiring you galleries, artists, like what, you know, like take us through that a little bit in terms of how you built your business. I was, I was like starting to work with uh, V&A magazine and graffiti art magazine. V&A was based out of London and they're now a retired magazine and graffiti art magazine is based out of France. And like, I would, shoot some stuff for them. And then like, uh, once I started going to all the events and started working with galleries, that really, really helped. And then uh, Risk, I worked with him a bunch. And then just being around his atmosphere and going to parties with him. And like, uh, one of the, in that one year that I was off, uh, he took me on like a couple trips with him. And then another recent year when I had a, after TMZ, like he took me on like several trips to like Ohio and, uh, San Francisco and um, Houston and Miami and just went and did a bunch of work with him and uh, while I was working with him I made other connections with other mural festivals and people and just learn what I learned in music business school just keep connecting keep connecting keep talking and be nice to everybody and yep. give a quality product and just my whole thing was I wanted to make people look good and I learned that I could make people look good and I, that was, I just would Tell galleries, I want to make your artists look good. And same thing, I would just tell artists, like, I just want to make you look good. Like, I, that's, that's yeah, all I Who want. doesn't want that? <laughs> like, I just want to make you look good. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And- I challenge you to make me look good, Birdman. I don't think that's possible, man one. Can he, <laughs> Can Birdman make sourdough look good? I don't know. I think he can. Okay. You'll see the He's photos. good. He is good. You'll see him on your website. So, um, <laughs> well, I have a question. Yeah. So how do you... Okay. Oh, sorry. Before I... Yeah, go uh, ahead. Also, Thick Space... Was another, of course, of course, they are a huge reason of my success great, lately. Great. Shout out Think Space. Yes, yeah. yes. Man, so, what's... so how does? Because I know a lot of photographers over the years, known plenty of photographers, even before the digital era, right? Now with the digital era, everyone thinks they're a photographer, right? Everyone has an iPhone. Oh, I'm a photographer. I have an iPhone. So, how do you compete with that in terms of like being able to to actually get paid? for being a photographer when everyone else and their mother thinks they're a photographer too. Like obviously there's quality and obviously there's your style and all that kind of stuff. But what's the landscape out there? Explain a little bit to us how you get paid and how, how people, you know, some, just, just some of those, those, those issues with, with everyone thinks they can, they can photograph. How do you stand out from that? And how do you get respect, respected enough to get paid? Well, I like, 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 again, I'll say personality goes a huge way in it. Like, I would say a lot of my relationships are all just based off of, you know, come on, like Scott and you, like, just like hanging out and seeing each other at multiple events and then end up, you know, working with you guys, like during designer con and stuff. So it's like, 
I just basic conversations going around with people and stuff, and like um, like that's you know just good people skills, hustling, and good gear also is another thing. Like I, good gear, I think yeah. I think all like. No, gear, gear's not he all that. He must be good. He has good gear. <laughs> well, that's what I was to say. Yeah, no, it's like a lot of people, like, that's a misconception. Um, I know a lot of people with really good gear who don't know how to use it at all. But, like, mine was just, I don't know, it kind of, like, honestly, it just kind of happened. It kind of, like, it was a, it was like a snowball effect. It happened all by accident. Like, it happened because I was bored at my job. And then I just started doing something on the side and didn't really think of the money and just did it put in my time i always that's why i always try telling artists and everyone like because younger artists always have to be like oh you shoot all the big artists you gotta like good secrets i'm like don't stop right, right like that's like my one thing i've always looked it's like i was just like even though i was you know broke as a joke i was still going to art shows i was still trying to shoot street art i was still trying to shoot anything and then same thing with you know if i was you know work for tmz i was exhausted as hell but oh i passed something in between a, in between something i'm gonna go take a quick photo of that real fast and like just right. not stopping and i think putting in the time of just your craft and showing people that you're real and not out in it just for the money like you said just like other people only are, you you see that you see when they're just like they're hungry and you could just feel that but we just but i've noticed when i just go up to her i'm like hey how's it going i don't i don't i'm not getting anything out of you what's going on man like right. let's lose bullshit for a bit let's, right. let's get stoned let's have a yeah. beer you know right. and like right. and like hey tell me about your stuff you know and for me the only reason why i like documenting it is just because i'm a musician and making colors with music is very easy for me and very easy to understand but just art, like i don't know just art is very hard for me to understand visually and just the creation of it so i just the fascination of it just keeps me chasing and watching people's process of it right so I think having that, I don't know, just being humble about it and just being on, just that, that was just my main curiosity to people all the time. And then out of nowhere, I just started getting paid. Like it just started happening. Like, like I would get like galleries be like, oh, can you do this? And like, no, but I could, I could try. Like say they were like, thanks. They're like, you know, can, can you do, do you do videos too? I'm like, no, but I, you know, let me give you a shot. <laughs> Why should that stop me? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so now videos are basically like one of my main incomes. Like when I, you know, when I work for other galleries and then, you know, Corey Alford gallery, they were like, Hey, do can you do interviews? I'm like, you know, I, I did it for TMZ for like a good long yeah, time. I'm exactly. like, you know, I, I, I could do them. Yeah, sure. And then next thing you know, I started working, doing other things. It was like, you know, and then Greg Escalante, God bless his soul, you know, rest in peace. But like, he was the first person to let me fly a drone in a gallery. And like, oh, well, yeah. so ever since no one would let me do that until like he let me. And then ever since then, people are going apeshit wanting yeah, that shot. Right, right, right. Right. But not to be cocky, but I got that shot down. But like, yeah, so right. he like, it's like, all, like all these little things, like it was all people who helped me. So it's all other people. Like it was not all by myself. It was like, someone was just like, Hey, do you know, you know, you're always out here all the time. Like, how about I throw you a couple bucks this time? You know? And like, sometimes artists don't pay me. And I'm like, you know what? Like, let me try seeing if I get the corporation who you're working with to try right. paying me. Sure. And then that's where also I work in my marketing skills. I'm like, Oh, you know, I have direct connections or I always tell people I have direct one line, one degree of separation to all the major blogs that you're trying to get a hold of that you don't know if the web, if the email is getting to them. Right, like, exactly. I have direct connections right. to all of them. So I was like, so yeah. I will pitch to them. I can never guarantee you things. I will pitch to them to all these things. And if it gets posted, it gets posted. And sometimes it get, does and sometimes it doesn't. And then, right. but that also creates a value in me. Of just, exactly, yeah. It's because also I shot for free for all those websites for years before all of this. Yeah. So I've had these Paid relations. your dues. Yeah, and exactly. I felt like that's honestly what it is. It's just 
So all these doggers are like coming in and like, you know, trying to do really quick, fun things. Or I know once someone actually said, oh, there's no photography shooting art. I'm like, I'm like, no, there is. There is, because, you know, Zane chopping down films and I are making a very good living at it. Yeah, exactly. Not like, as in, not to say we're sucking it all up as a monopoly, but I'm just saying we're working our asses off to make people look good. Right. Yeah. And so it's, it's kind of late. Yeah. It's kind of late. And then all, you know, as well, you know, it's just, (laughs) Um, there's a couple of other guys too, but I don't want to get into politics if I don't yeah, forget no, we people. Don't even, so look, I'm like, I, what, if I forget the, someone, they're yeah, going to get pissed. I'm just not going to like bring yeah, up yeah, anyone yeah, else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, I'm, I'm interested just, in the in the right. business part of it because I think that's like a like a really important thing for people to understand. I don't even um, have a website. You don't even have a website. I don't even have a website. So so how, I know I was looking for it. I couldn't find it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Word of mouth. Yeah. So how did you figure out what to charge people? I just kept increasing it. And so like the first number you came up with, how'd you come up with it? Someone, you heard someone else charge that or you just figured like this is what, this would be good. Someone's like, Hey, I could give you this much. I'm like, okay, I'll take it. Yeah. And then you start from there. I could just, I was just taking what I could get first. And then I started learning from other photographers like, no, no, you gotta ask like, what's their budget? Oh, that question. Right. Like, you know, it's like, okay. And then like, and then they're like, no, no, then you go into options. And then like, you know, I started learning more stuff from talking to other camera guys and learning how to do that. But I also realized a lot of people always try school and we'd be like, well, you need to do contracts. You need to do this. I'm like, dude, you do not know what it's like working in the art community. Yeah, exactly. It's a lot different than any other community. So it is, yeah. It's like, honestly, just same thing with music. Honestly, they're about the same, really. Or it's just like, you got a lot of, like, you can't just, yeah, in the business world, everyone's like, oh, let's get contracts, contracts. But yeah, everyone wants to do freaking contracts. Anytime I've ever had contracts with people, those people always fall out. Yeah. Those are the first people to fall out. Yeah. The people with contracts. Everyone else was just like, Hey, we good? Yeah, we good. Just make sure it's in the email. We both write out both that we want. And, you know, later down the line, we can just trace it down on this paper trail. But I don't need to, you know. Right. <clears throat> not to say that I don't work with contracts all the time, which now I, I do with, like, larger events and stuff. But, like, I'm saying for the most part, though, like, it's a lot different than working in any other industry. Mm-hmm. Where it's just, like, you know, I got to hunt down invoices all the damn time. You know, yeah, I got, exactly. like, the, you know, the, the normal, it could either get paid a day or in 30 days. So, so, I, so now that you become, I think, I think more well known, and and obviously you're, you know, you're hustling so hard. Has the time shifted as uh, in terms of how much time you spend chasing the, the the jobs or chasing the money or chasing the you know the paycheck, as opposed to actually shooting and doing what you want to be doing? Has that has that shifted or or what? Every now and then it does because as of right now, I'm like I have I have different phases in my life. Like right now, I'm kind of in my. I was building up all of my gear and I was kind of chasing down to a deadline of how much I wanted to save for myself before I could move out of my, I went back, moving back with my mom. So I could just, cause last time when I left house, I just left it. I, I was like still wanting my guitar gear. I still needed amps. Like I was like still like broke, but making it. So I was like, you know what? Can't do that this time. Even though as fun as it'd be just to run out home and everyone always talks about like, I'm like, no, I need to be smart. Like I want to save up. I want to make sure I have all my gear. So this past year I've just, been focused so intensely on just getting out so this entire year it's all been about getting new gear getting stronger cameras so i could make you know make people look good right. I mean, make all these jobs look cooler all these new toys are coming out i gotta adapt to it all you know 4k you know, time lapsing the drones stabilizers editing that's a whole nother thing too not that many people could do photos video exactly. editing photo yep. shoots not right. only just photos but like soft boxes and stuff and then time lapsing and all that it's like it's I'm very tired. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm very tired. You don't seem tired, though. You seem high energy. Oh, God, man. It's That's like, how you do it, right? Well, 
Well, every, every event I've seen you at, you're running from one end of the building to the other end of the building, out the and door the, to the next that's event. That's right. Event from event, event to <laughs> yeah. the next event. Oh, like, yeah. Well, it's like I always try to tell them, like, look, you see me at an event, don't take it personal. Yeah. I am just <laughs> like, <laughs> right. this is my, that's my time. Like, I yeah. got to work. If you right. if you were lucky to get me in those couple seconds, yeah. you, you got me on exactly. those couple seconds. But, and, um, you know, sorry to, you know, be a chatty Kathy, but I got to get out of here, man. You know, so. You're bird, man. You're flying from one event to the other. Well, I used to a lot when I first started, but then galleries were like, oh, we can prevent you from going to that other show if we just hire you. That's exactly. right. And I was yeah, like, yeah. yes, you can. Yes, you, you, know, can. Like, <laughs> you can prevent the photos of that show if yes, you just hire yes. me. Everybody <laughs> has a price. Like, That's right. Yeah. So like, you know, it's. I started figuring out little things like that. And exactly. like, like I said, like I, I, at first I was doing hourly and like, oh, hourly is too weird. I'm going to do project rate. And then I noticed more people were more toned to working with project rate. And so it was like little things like that. I started picking out and then you just have to learn and see what works. But yeah, test the waters each time. Like, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to add like, couple hundred dollars more see what happens I'm like oh shit they said yeah they said yeah, yeah way too quick right, right. Oh, God, damn it. <laughs> well you know Birdman, one of the re- one of the reasons i was excited about having you on as a guest let alone our first guest is because you know you sit at kind of a nexus of i mean where you operate i mean you're sort of a hub and you've, you've you you sort of have an awareness of the scene and what's going on and and so your perspective uh excuse the pun as a photographer but as you know as a as a popular resource to you know many great artists and art events around los angeles and the world for that matter you know what are your like like you know so you so you have this you know really unique kind of perspective right because you're touching and you're seeing so much so i mean what are some of the the, the observations and some of the things you're seeing that's striking you these days. I mean, um, I can how so. Well, I don't know. I mean, just in terms of like the, in the any trends in the art world, like among artists, I mean, like for example, okay, let me just ask this question. So like, what's the one thing you hear artists bitching about these days? Like the one common complaint could be anything, a pain point, an issue, something that artists are struggling with. I'd say payment for a wall. When everyone a couple of years ago was like freaking out trying to get a wall, and now they got the walls. And now it just, of course, everyone wants to keep wanting more and more and more and more. But it's like same thing with me. I always want the next thing. Like, oh, okay, I got this gig. Right, I want, I want to get paid more. Sure. Well, it's like so. I, that's like the one thing I've noticed now is that like now that everyone's figured it out that the art is cool and yeah. everything, that I'd say the most concerned thing everyone is always payment. So, okay. So for a while it was getting a wall. Now they got the wall. So now they want to get paid for doing the wall. And now everyone wants to be involved in mural festivals and they feel left out. They don't. And they, and they feel like there's an elitist group of artists and a I, click, I, click. I, yeah. I feel like yeah, a lot of people think there's clicks. I, I feel like there is in some mm-hmm. cases, there are some clicks, but you just got to hustle harder. That's I mean, what it comes that, down to. so many of these like, mural festivals. I mean, they're paying, as I understand it, they're paying certain artists, but a lot of artists are not getting paid. They're getting a wall, they're getting supplies, maybe they're getting fed and and what have you. But maybe they're getting their travel, maybe, but they're not getting. They're not getting. A lot of these artists are not getting paid for the walls, as I understand it. I hope that. I hope I'm wrong about that. But I don't know about that part because I don't know. Because I, I feel on some aspects, some artists see me as like the same level as a gallerist mm-hmm. and don't talk to me on certain things. Interesting. Sure. Oh, right. So right, like right, a right. while ago, it yeah. was like for Boy. a while, like I was in the back end cause I did, you know, shot a ton of graffiti and I've done, I still go on graffiti missions. Like I just did a billboard mission with South recently. Yeah. It's like, yeah. so it's like, I, st- I still pride myself in being both 
uh, on the artist side and as well as the gallery side. I like I, I like being in the middle, being able to see the art world, the graffiti world, the gallery world, every, you know, just everything in that. So, but I feel that sometimes they do see me in that point and don't tell me those types of interesting, things. Interesting, yeah. And I don't like to bug them on those. Yeah, of course, of course. But like I, yeah, there are times where I've just been like. I know he's getting paid. He ain't getting paid. I'm getting paid. That guy ain't getting paid. I'm like, what's going on here? So it's like, right. and then I just kind of like turn a blind eye because I gotta, I gotta get out of my house. So I'm like, <laughs> like I said, like right. right now I'm on a, I'm on another prize right now. So it's like, all right, sorry, that's, I'm, I gotta look the other way on that. Do you get, do you get, do you get hated on because uh, from from artists, uh, graffiti artists or street artists or whatever, do you get hated on because some of your shots? you know, of their murals, of their murals or, or whatever, you know, get a lot of publicity or stuff like that. Or, I mean, what, what kind of interaction do you usually have with, with, with writers or with artists on the streets? Oh, with writers. Um, usually like, um, I ran into a couple at a Crayola show, you know, they seem to still be liking me, <laughs> which is good. <laughs> like, cause you know, I did, a, um, as much as I do love shooting all the murals and stuff, like I did my recent Vietnam trip. Cause I, yeah. on top of doing the paid gigs, like you said, like, yeah, right now I'm in that chasing mode, but I still every now and then will kind of like step back and be like, oh crap, I gotta do a, a trip for myself. And so this year, I just randomly just booked a trip to Vietnam and went out to Vietnam for like a, a week. But I had gone there like two years ago, so I had some friends out there, and so I just linked up and I just went by myself and told them I was going, and I ended up linking up with like twelve different people out there and people from like South Africa, people from uh, from New York, from Oakland, like from LA, like all in Saigon, Vietnam. And it was like, I made this graffiti video and graffiti crew seemed to, like graffiti writers seemed to be responding really well to it, which is made me feel like, oh, okay, cool. Like I still, I applied all the skills and toys that I got from working in the art field yeah. yeah, fine art and now was finally able to peel it back all the graffiti so if you get a chance go check that out it's on my YouTube for sure yeah yeah no I've seen some of that and, I'm jealous and, though because I don't have any friends in Vietnam yeah. <laughs> I don't how, the, how, the, how the hell do I do that that's you, amazing you hook up with Birdman no, apparently yeah, yeah. Now I'm one, I'm one degree separated he's trying to yeah. teach you how, you how you network and how you do this <laughs> I gotta, yeah, it's all about listening. networking I gotta listen I gotta okay, listen I got, I got a guy well I was asking you that question because when I was in London like the fucking artists hate the street photographers like hate them you know oh, yeah and it's like a real big issue over there more than i've seen it in other places and to the point where they'll have walls where uh, there there's a sign that says no no photography allowed no street photographers allowed they'll they'll i saw a photographer shooting this wall that we were painting and he was shooting he cut a hole in the fence literally like 200 yards away hell yeah and he had like a gigantic <laughs> like you know those canon whatever they're called right and, and it was like a safari it was yeah, like he was shooting yeah, like yeah. like big game animal from like 200 yards right, away right, right. and i sneaked up on him just to talk to him and he freaked out because he thought i was going to talk shit to him but i was like just interested in like oh dude like what do you have to do and he started telling me how all these artists like use a drone asshole come on well this is yeah. a few years ago oh, okay, maybe okay, the yeah. drone thing wasn't happening yet okay. probably the drone thing is happening now but <laughs> but my whole point was i talked to the the writers there and i was like yo why are you guys hating on these dudes you know and a lot of them were just because obviously there's a lot of like people who are put, putting stuff out maybe they're publishing books or things like that and they don't want you know i understand that part of it but i was like why don't you befriend these guys because they're putting your shit out and it's like better photographs than you're ever going to take you know and like but they were like no no fuck these guys fuck these street photographers 
And so there was like a really crazy, um, and they felt the same way also about, about tours, about street art tours. Oh, right? I'm still the same about tours. And so, you know, so it was, it was like a crazy thing. And I, I, I was just wondering like how, you know, I think, I think you have a lot of respect <clears throat> the way you deal with the artists, um, as far as I've seen. And I think the artists respect you. Maybe I think, I think that, that little bit about you doing stuff, you know, up, up on, up on the heavens and taking, I think that gives you so much street cred. I think that maybe you're a different animal than, than the other street, street photographers. I don't know, but I just wanted to ask you about that. That's, that, that's why. Well, yeah, that too. Like I remember, um, in the beginning, yeah, a couple of writers were like, would give me shit for it. And I'm like, well, I'm not shooting you. I'm shooting him. Like he brought me out here. Yeah. He didn't like, I know you didn't invite me out here, but he invited me and I'm cool with him. So I just like, right. I had a thick skin mm -hmm. and I growing up in Silmar. I've always been the scrawny white guy hanging out with all my like hood Hispanic friends and like just being the odd man out all the time. So like right. anytime they try talking, I'm like, okay, Whatever. okay, <laughs> okay. And like, they hate that. Yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah, every yeah, hood yeah. person hates when you do that. And <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I got a really thick skin. I'm just like, okay, okay. You know, I'm just like, I I'll take it. And like, cause I just knew how to, all right, just bob and weave, bob and weave. Just let them say their things and they're going to get bored of you. Yeah. And, and so also work after working at TMZ, that really helped. Oh, <laughs> like, sure. I yeah, really right. take it. Like, now I'm just like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, it pisses people off so much. Right, right. But, like, uh, yeah, in the beginning, though, there was definitely some, like, who the fuck is this guy? Who the hell is this scrawny weird right. dude coming in here, like, taking our photos? And then, like, eventually more people started, like, coming to. And then, like, the more they started talking to me, they realized that I was a musician. And they'd be like, oh, so you do more. You're, you, you actually, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I performed. Yeah. Like, I've, you have talent. Oh, yeah. I'm like, I do more than just like <laughs> Instagram shit. This is, You're an artist. Yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, and then I have fun, you know, I try taking artistic photos when I can, but like, I see myself as more as like a, a photojournalist rather than mm -hmm. like a. You know. Interesting. Yeah. That's a good point. So it's like, I just, you know, I, I you know, I do my arty photos. I still, have, I make prints. I print on wood and on, like, you know, and on, and on metal. But like, for the most part, it's like, I make my money off of doing these gigs and like, as just being an event person and working for the right. deep mural festivals and stuff. So who's some hot young artists that uh, are up and coming that maybe we don't know about that you like these days? Cosdos. Trying to remember who else. I don't want to say up. I'm like, I want to. I want to say people, but at the same time, I don't. Yeah, I don't fair want point. To be that's like, fair. That's yeah, because I don't want people to do like. Yeah, yeah. Okay, let me ask you a different like, question. Yeah. Let me ask you a different question. Yeah. What artists do you collect in your own personal collection? Oh, uh, I've actually only bought two pieces. Well, you probably get a lot of pieces given to you. Yes, I yes, do. Yes. yes. Um, Lucky I, man. Yeah, I, I've only two pieces I've ever bought. So who, have you, who did you buy? Uh, I bought an Alex Giannis piece based out of Miami. A really big piece. And it was a it's, a it's a piece of an owl. And it said some days on the side of it. And I was like, yeah, some days I'm Birdman. I want that piece. Nice. Was, yeah, and nice. it was like during my, during cool. my TMZ days, I was like, daddy just got paid. Squirt. I didn't have to pay. <laughs> 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 yeah. God and FYI, when I do that, I'm kind of referencing uh, Risk has this amazing friend uh, Dana, who just always talks in third person, and uh, he's just a very awesome character. And yeah. He always says stuff like that, so that's I'm not, I don't say daddy in third person <laughs> often. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, <laughs> so who's the who's the second artist? You're the second uh, piece that you purchased. Um, uh, Wiley Wallace. Hmm. He's one of my favorites right now. He's really really cool. I can't. I don't really know how to describe it. But it's really. Really amazing. We're highly recommend. He has a show actually right now at ThinkSpace. Um, mm -hmm. I'm kind of glad I got him on his early works. So nice. yeah, right. Yeah. Then uh, my favorite trade though I have right now is a two foot by two foot uh, D face. 
Nice. Oh, nice. From like 2011. Of Dude. Like, Score. Oh my god, it's freaking awesome. <laughs> like it's like my favorite. <laughs> yeah, he overpaid you for that gig. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was multiple years. Yeah, like it was like okay, years of building okay, it up. Okay. Like we did like <laughs> he got fucked. <laughs> <laughs> well like like man, like well, because I went like anywhere we were, I would just take a crap ton of photos and videos. Like we just happened to run into each other everywhere. Or like sometimes be like, Oh, I'm shooting out in Vegas for a festival. I'm like, all right, I'll go out there and like I then coordinate with the people out there and then you know made friends with those people and started right. you know it's so it's like artists help me i help them yeah, right. like, oh, no, you it's, know. A, it's like ah, i can't so, pay. listen there's a lot to be said for the barter economy i mean Absolutely. you know give me a break right i mean like that's it you now, know trade trading you know yeah now it's like oh, i'm sorry you guys should have got me in my early days some yeah, people right. still ask me for <laughs> trades i'm like yeah, yeah no exactly it's yeah, like yeah, i'm yeah. Really, like dude i really yeah. that's really good but i don't know how to say your art's bad and I don't want it. <laughs> like I would rather prefer money and I'm a nice guy and I know. <laughs> yeah. So, so I have, so because we try to be good hosts, man one, yeah. right. To our guests. We do. Okay. Right? We well, try. the first time. Uh, oh, you don't know. Yeah. I think we should. We should try. Do you think, I mean, it okay. makes, right. So we want to be, we want to be gracious hosts. Might be a little bit uh, awkward uh, for the listeners, but you know, Birdman had said to me earlier, that you know he had a schedule and and he needed to be somewhere. He's a big, big, busy man. Oh, he's I, I hear established. It. Yeah, that's he and while fast. I want him to hang out with us all day, I know he's got better things to do because he's Birdman. And uh, so I want to just you know check in with him right now because he was saying maybe he might have to get out of here to go do his thing. So we'd love to 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 keep working or sign off if you got to take off. So I'll do. Ten more minutes. Ten more minutes. Okay. We got hey, two. <laughs> wow. Cha-ching. Damn. Now what Birdman doesn't know is that I ordered pizza. And pizza's gonna be here soon. So, you know, like you can make it to the pizza. <laughs> okay. I, I know I know you don't barter, <laughs> but hey, we got pizza. <laughs> We're not TMZ, but we got pizza. We got pizza. <laughs> um well, dude, right on, man. Where's, I just you know. curious, man. Like, so when you travel to to all these other cities. And you're, I leave a very angry girlfriend at home who I love very much. <laughs> right? right? She's not angry. She loves me. Darcy, I love you. It's, 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 it's hey, not, it's not goodbye. It's see you later. It's, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Do, do, do these, how does that, again, back to the business part of it, like, do you figure out, like, you just say, hey, just buy me a ticket, get me over there? Or do you say, you know, this is the project and it, it's all inclusive? Or how do you do it? Okay. So when I first started, it was just like, I would just go out there. Like I remember like when I went out to like Urban Nation, Berlin the first time. Oh yeah. It was like I was I, I was using my vacation time on TMZ and I was already getting paid. I was like, you know what? Let's see. I'm like, I'm gonna build a relationship. So the first time I just went out there because I knew all my friends were gonna be painting out there, it was gonna be a fun big show, and I just made all these relationships and people took me serious after that. Once they yeah. started seeing I was traveling internationally. Yeah. And I've always told people that the second you go international, people are like, Oh, same he thing means I, it. Yeah, just like when I did my classical guitar. Once my family saw me traveling to like Italy and traveling yeah. to like Barcelona and like seeing like, oh, he's serious. Yeah, he's serious about yeah. this. So, and I think that kind of woke up a lot of people who were watching me. Yeah. And like um, started including more of my works. I was getting published way more. And now I just have a giant bin, which right now is really hard to even imagine is I have a giant bin filled with all the publishings I've been published in for all these magazines. All right. And it's like, I think that's also another rare thing for yeah. right now as a photographer. Like right. I somehow managed to get VNA and graffiti art 
and and now juxtaposed to like support me throughout the years right. and stuff. Shout but out like, yeah. yeah, and but like um for the most part it was like I would get out there, I would shoot everything. All right, now the next year I'm like, hey, you know, uh, could you help me out in like a room? Like, yeah, sure, we'll get you a room, we'll get you food this time. I'm like, all right, that'd be cool. And then like the next time, I'm like, hey, can you guys like get the ticket and then I'll just try figuring out getting the hotel and then maybe I could try hustling while I'm out there. Like, yeah, sure. And then while I'm there, I'll like tell artists, hey, you know, I'll make you a mini video because the organization's only hiring me for this. Right. Like, but I'll make you some specifically just for you. Like, yeah. if you want to give me like, you know, a little bit more because they're already paying me a big amount. It's just, I'm just asking for edit time and like, you know, I'm like, and they're really going to share it. I'm like, the people's, people are going to share it. You know, let's just do this little quick trade. And they're like, okay, cool. So I would just do that. And then, you know, or I would get out to Basel and then, I, okay, I've got someone who would be able to pay for my, my food, my airplane ticket and my, uh, my hotel. I would nothing else. So I'm like, shit, 10 days. Right. What do you do? You have to figure out how to make money on those 10 days yeah. and just hustle your ass off as well as keeping your client happy that you're there with. Right. Right. Which is a huge struggle. And like, I, I don't know if you've seen me on art Basel the past like two years, but yeah. I, it's this year I'm trying to change it up. I just spread myself so it's thin too much yeah. because you try balancing it out too much like that. And so it's like, so now I'm just kind of like, all right, I've been here doing this for a couple of years. Who wants to give me like, I got to get the full thing if you want me there for yeah. X amount. But now I've built up the momentum where I can ask that. Yeah. But it's all about push and pull. Like, you know, like on certain gigs that are far away, I'll be like, you know, how about if I drive there and I stay at a friend's house, you give me a per diem mm -hmm. or you increase my rate somehow. So there's always finagling room. That's mm -hmm, always exactly. tell people like, yeah, just try to see where you can really lose. Can you lose some sleep? Go, go hang out on a friend's couch, go hang out at a shitty Airbnb. Can you lose out on some quality meals? Go have top ramen and McDonald's dollar menu for those, for that trip. But you're working, you're doing your thing and people are seeing you sacrifice for your craft. Yeah. So I think sacrifice, like, Everyone always says, you know, pain is part of being an artist. Fuck yeah, it is. You got to really sacrifice. You got to have horrible travel nights. You got to be able to like put up with some bullshit people with egos. Right. You got to be able to put up with annoying festival organizers who don't know what the hell they're doing. <laughs> like, yeah, by the way, man, one no totally knows what you're talking about because he's got to put up with me and my bullshit ego. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's rough for him. And you guys had to put up with mine when I was shooting your <laughs> stuff. So it's all, you know, like, it's a wheel of shit. <laughs> yeah, 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 right. Well, I mean, the ego thing is a, he's a huge thing with artists and, uh, having managed so many artists for so many years, uh, it's part of the reason why I closed the gallery years ago. But, um, <laughs> You know, when you it's go intense. to these when you go to these festivals and stuff like that, and you have all these big egos, right? How do you how do you manage that? I mean, I, I know I know you said like you know. Well, now actually, I've done I've kind of upped my resume, and now for the uh, Rad Napa project I do that uh, Think Space curates over in uh, Napa Valley. Oh yeah. I do with the Wine Train. Oh, that's I, right. I now do project management with the artists as uh, well as documentation. Right. So he's there for the like the bookending of the days of the first and the last, and then I just kind of handle the whole liaison between the client and creative. And I think my music background yeah. really helped mm -hmm, right. uh, like because I learned how to be a performer at that time as well as sure. doing the marketing. Same thing with this. I've learned how to sacrifice my craft for helping these guys out as well. And I know what ticks them. So like now when I go to these things, I know how to tell a business person, mm -hmm. no, 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 you can't tell the artist this. You have to tell it to them like this. Right. And same thing. I'm like, all right, we can't tell the business person this. We have to explain it to him like that. Like that, right. Yeah. So it's like. Really smart, yeah. And it's 
just about reading people. Just got to learn. Just got to be able to be good at reading people. And like I said, have a thick skin. Right. You right. Not have a, like a thin skin and take a little bit of criticism. Like if someone gives you criticism, take it, figure it out if it's actually real. Mm-hmm. If it's not, and you don't think it's a problem, keep moving by. But if you think it's an issue, just don't hate that person too much and just right. realize it's just work. Yeah. I think risk actually taught me, uh, is like, I, I hope it, I hope this is right. But he told me it's like the Japanese style of working is it doesn't matter if we don't like each other. It matters if our product is a quality product. Right. So let's, let's bullshit our, our differences right now and just make this thing work. Yeah. And I've had that before with other artists. It's a good point. Yeah. Where it's just like, you know what? We kind of don't like each other, but like, we really do cool shit together. You're so, both professionals. Yeah. So, so let's like, just shut yeah. the fuck up and get work done. And exactly. It's like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. And I experienced that a lot. And it's like, there's, man, I feel bad for the chicks in this industry having to deal with the hard ass guys in this industry. Cause right. like some of the guys like are just assholes. And then like, right. And same thing with the chicks though. It goes both ways. They're both yeah. just as mean as the guys are, but it's really cutthroat though on like just these, on these people. Cause then they know they feel like, Oh, I'm the one in charge of this. I'm giving the artists all very, of this. It's very Trumpian. Very, it is. <laughs> very American. I mean, I'm just calling it out. <laughs> it's very, it's just very, you give people power. Yeah. You give people Instagram followings. Right. You give them this pedestal. So now they're like, they feel like they have an, a power they can abuse. So now they're like, oh, well, and, and there's some people who don't do it. There's actually a, a lot of people who don't do it. There's only a couple bad seeds out there. Yeah. There's a lot of the festivals. I, I'm not trying to bash like festivals. I'm like, cause every single one that I've been associated with, I wouldn't be associated with them if they weren't right. Sure, right, with their artists. And yeah. like, so it's like, it's just, there's a couple bad apples out there, but they don't, they can't ruin the rest of the bunch for everybody. Right. right. But well, and the system purges that shit. I think ultimately <gasps> that's nothing. I wish I had pointing out to people. I'm always mm-hmm. like, you know what? As I know you think this is long, but let's wait like two years. That person's going to disappear. Yeah, right. And right. it always happens. Right. There are a couple of assholes I can think of right now, though, who have been doing it for a long time. <laughs> and, you're, and you're just like, <laughs> and I'm like, how do you still keep getting hired? But it's because they're assholes. Well, that's just it, too. Yeah, no, that's, that's, a, that's right. Yeah. I know yeah. a couple artists who are like diva, but people are so working with them because they're they're diva. They, they're it, man. They're right? like, yeah. they, they own it. So right, it's like you either got to half it. Yeah, like yeah. if you that's have it, point. people could half. If you have it, people can read it and push you out. Right. You either got to go, you know, you got to go full. Got to like, full, yeah. Own it. Got to yeah, go yeah, full. Yeah. Own it. If you're gonna be that asshole, just like yeah, just like how me when I go to my events, I kind of take on a persona. Like when I go to events, like I'm just like a. I, I got this. I could shoot anything. Give right. me what you got. Like, yeah. All right, I got no this. Problem. Let's, yeah, yeah, let's yeah. do this. All right. Confidence. Cool. Yeah, you right. gotta have that confidence. And then like the second, swagger. It's in other words, yes. <laughs> but yeah, Ooh. excuse me, a little burp there. But like, that's really what it comes down to. Just fake it till you make it. Fake that's, it till you make that's it. Really, the story of my life. Oh god, I still yeah. haven't made. It. I'm still faking it. But <laughs> oh, I completely talked, ruffled my feathers bigger than they were. <laughs> like you know, like and just over talked. Like oh god, I really got to perform on this. Holy shit! <laughs> we're like I just bit way more than I chewed. What was I thinking? <laughs> make it work i'm tired as hell but i'll make it work but so yeah. so i have to ask so, you yeah. this the mustache oh yeah you got you gotta you gotta tell us that, about the dude, mustache i'm so glad you worked this yeah. in Let, by the way <laughs> yeah. let's make this out yeah. of respect for our ho- for yeah. our guest let's be good hosts this will make this will be the last question, the last question. of of the day the most important <laughs> saving the best for last please tell us the story how did how did we how did we decide on come this? to the uh, handlebars I hated my dad using my razors all the fucking time. So I was just like, I'm not going to buy razors. <laughs> <laughs> That's 
it. It is how old? So simple. <laughs> how old were you? So simple. Oh, no, I was like, no, that was probably 2000. I was like, probably like, <laughs> 2012, maybe. Okay. So, God, about, about six years ago. Okay. So, and by the way, like maybe I fucked up here by calling them handlebars because I mean, you're Birdman, so are they wings? No, the fuck. Are they Some like Dahlia looking shit. You know? It's like yeah. awesome, man. I mean, <laughs> once I get to the infinity sign, I'll. That's about it. That's all I want. I just the want, infinity sign. Once nice. I can do the infinity sign, I'll be happy. But for the most part, it's yeah. It's if, if I want to be clean cut, I do this. But if I want to be Vato Birdman, I put it, I point it downwards. <laughs> and so it's like the half Mexican, half Spanish in me goes both directions. So it works out great. Like right. I'll go into like you know a San Fernando bar and put my fedora, put my mustache downwards, fit over there. Then I just go to Silver Lake, put my mustache upwards, fit over there. Still, I don't have to change the fedora. Works out great. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. Well, I just want to say that you know I'm really thanks for coming to and being on our on our podcast. First of all, it was it was Not a great really time. Hard. And I really dug your stories. I really dug how um, you let our guests, I mean, our audience know that, you know, by being such a good marketer, such a, a unique individual and networking, you can make it in this business. You know, that's kind of that's kind of what you just told us. You know, I don't know how many times I've heard that and people still don't believe it, you know. And so, you know, thank you for sharing that. And I mean, fucking. I think it's great. And, you know, and, and, you know, man and I joke and have joked, but we take it very seriously over the years. You know, we like to say, you know, technically we, we have a policy that we try to, you know, conduct business by and that policy is very serious and it's very technical and it's uh, summed up in the phrase, no assholes. Yeah, that's and, the first rule. <laughs> um, and, and by the way, that's kind of what you're saying. You're like, no, be a nice person, you know, like treat people with respect. You yeah. know, it goes, yeah. it goes so far. You know, or be the biggest asshole and own it. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> be right. the biggest asshole, the own other. it, and just you know go there. You know what's the just go on there and you know slam your dick on the table and just yeah. be that fucking guy. Just like <laughs> like or be humble and just be nice. And like one thing I could always recommend is on every gig you go to, whoever is organizing it, get their personal number. Don't get their business card. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I've gotten way more jobs just by getting the personal number rather than a business card. Great, great and as for point. as for slapping your dick on the table I'm, I'm sorry to say my wife just is like not cool with me doing that anymore <laughs> like i don't know <laughs> i mean whatever yeah birdman you're the best dude thanks so much for coming through oh, hanging out Pleasure being please on. come back uh, your regular yeah. guest. Uh, he's done. No, he's yeah, done. He lives- One and done. <laughs> no, no, you luckily you live like down the street from me. So. <laughs> right. We try to make it easy. The, the and... one other person in the world who lives in the valley. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Well, uh, you know, we're just getting started. This is, I think, episode 21. And, uh, you know, so but we hope to uh, do this for a while yet. And we'd love to have you back and make you a regular. And, uh, but, but regardless, at the very least, you set the far high that's right for and uh, thanks for coming I through so. i hope so. and uh <laughs> best of luck and uh, before we sign off where can people find you on social what's uh what, where, where you at oh uh best way i always tell people is instagram um or like oh, also youtube i've gotten really active on my youtube as well all of the longer versions of anything that's a one minute on instagram is basically a trailer i always make like a three minute five minute version mm-hmm. of things so mm-hmm. YouTube.com slash Birdman Photos, B-I-R-D-M-A-N-P-H-O-T-O-S. And it's pretty much that across anywhere. So Twitter.com slash Birdman Photos and Instagram.com slash Birdman Photos. 
I All tried right. honing that in very early. <laughs> right on. Well, we're gonna we're gonna also put you on our socials um, so that people can find you there as well. But uh, again, bro, have a great day. What are you What are you up to now? Where you got a gig? What What's What's uh, Oh wait, I'm sorry. Top secret stuff. I don't want to put you in a in an awkward position. Edit cave. Uh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> Edit uh, cave. But uh, well, be safe, brother. Be well. Thank you.